0: Hello and welcome to the Lisa Congdon Sessions, a podcast for creative folks about living and working with more intention, curiosity, and joy. I'm your host, Lisa Congdon. It's Lisa here. I just want to thank you for supporting my podcast and being a loyal listener. I am so grateful to you. To show my gratitude, I am now offering 15% off in my online store. Visit me at LisaCongden.com to shop colorful archival art prints, stationery, desk accessories, home goods, and more all at 15% off with code podcast 15 at checkout. That's right. Get 15% off of all of our products at lisacongden.com with code podcast15 at checkout. Link to the shop in the show notes. Hi, everyone, and welcome to my podcast finale, episode 41. Yes, this is my finale. This is my last podcast recording. We're going to talk about, not so ironically, the topic of quitting. I started podcasting in 2021 about two years ago, and this is my, as I just mentioned, my 41st episode. It has been a wonderful ride, and it also feels like time for me to end this chapter. This ending is part of a larger movement in my life to simplify and focus on just a few things that matter most to me in both my work and my life outside of work. And all of that is in a greater effort to live with more spaciousness and ease, especially after years of, you know, having a jam-packed schedule, overworking, lots of saying yes, lots of people-pleasing, and ensuing stress and exhaustion. So for some context, two months ago, I wrote a post on Instagram, which I titled Loud Quitting, It was one of those, you know, kind of spontaneous posts. Ironically, I did not plan this post in advance. I was eating breakfast one morning and was like feeling the topic and just went for it. Created some art to go with it and put it out into the world. And just as quickly as I sort of wrote it and made some art for it, the post went viral. It really resonated with people. And that experience helped me to remember that often what is weighing on me is also weighing on others and that talking about these things is really an amazing connector for all of us. This post was, as you might have imagined, about quitting, and it's really my own personal story. It wasn't necessarily intended to be advice for other people. I wrote it because I've been thinking a lot lately about quitting and I have been actually quitting things in real time. So in this podcast episode, I'm gonna share my own story of this big shift I've made in my life that has involved quitting lots of things and how all of that has been really transformative for me. But before I begin, I want to just recognize that of the thousands of positive, you know, quote, Me Too comments that I got on that Instagram post, I do recall that one of the comments said or reminded me that it was a privilege for me to be in the position to quit things and that not everyone could pick and choose, for example, you know, what work they took and what work they could decline. And I want to acknowledge that this is absolutely true. For example, I did not have that privilege 15 years ago when I was starting out working as an illustrator and I was also single and living by myself without any financial support from anyone else. I would have been broke and unable to pay my bills unless I took every opportunity that came my way. And I understand that many people are in that position. So this is not an argument that everyone should quit stuff in their lives that makes them unhappy or miserable or stressed out just because it makes them unhappy, miserable, or stressed out. Sometimes we have to keep doing stuff that's hard because we have responsibilities to ourselves and others. I get that. So I just want to make that clear. I know that I'm in a privileged position and I appreciate that that person weigh that out and I do want to acknowledge that here. However, I also want to say two things. One, I'm not just talking about quitting work opportunities. I'm also talking about quitting stuff that has nothing to do with money, stuff like toxic friendships, unhealthy habits, and outside of work obligations. Those are all things that also weigh on us and take our precious time. And number two, so many of us are caught in this capitalist spiral of make more money, hustle, there's never enough, and, This is what I've really struggled with. I am literally a commodity that exists to serve others. And that spiral was really killing my soul. I'm not talking about surviving here. We all have to do what we have to do to survive. I'm talking about choices we, particularly women, make to put work and serving others over our own mental and physical health and happiness. After 54 years of this, I decided to stop. So you may recall in episode 34, I talked about all the things I'd learned last year in 2022. It was about how for the past seven years, I've been working concertedly on disentangling myself from the hustle and the ensuing stress, stress that has been impacted or has impacted both my mental and physical health. And while I had made a lot of progress, Incrementally over the years, I really had a hard time not working all the time on all the opportunities that came my way, even when I told myself I wouldn't, and even on things that sparked zero joy for me. I was so caught up in this spiral of like work and achievement, and quite frankly, making money, that I just really started to burn out pretty severely. And so last year, after hitting maybe a new bottom, I turned a significant corner on that journey. So turning that corner led me to a kind of systematic mission to examine and quit everything in my life and work that feels finished or draining or one-sided or obligatory or things that I dread or things that have no purpose or joy for me. So starting in the late summer of 2022, I quit alcohol, food restrictions, teaching college, two boards of directors, working on Fridays, working on umpteen client projects at once, saying yes when I don't have time or interest, daily posting on social media, coffee dates with people I don't know, most public speaking, writing any more books, I quit several friendships, and most weekday evening plans. Oh, and of course now I'm quitting this podcast. So nine months later, I have not felt as happy, balanced, if such a thing exists, and such a sense of spaciousness in nearly 20 years. So I begin to think of this as loud quitting, intentional, communicated, assertive, as opposed to passive and unapologetic. And I wanna be clear here that this is not necessarily the opposite of the current cultural phenomenon of quiet quitting, which is essentially about not going above and beyond in the workplace and which I also support in most circumstances. It's just simply my way of overtly claiming and taking control over my time in a way I haven't in my entire adult life. For most of my 55 years, even when I was a small child, I thought it was literally my duty to please and or serve others. And one of my core values is service. And I mean that in the best way, like I really, really value serving others And I've come to realize that when I serve others out of authentic joy and connection and purpose, and not out of a sense of obligation, the service doesn't feel draining. Do I still say yes to things people ask of me in both my work and my personal life? Absolutely. Like, I still want to work. I still want to take on projects. And I still want to volunteer my time outside of work for certain things. But what I do now is I examine each ask that comes my way through a very different lens. Now, instead of blindly saying yes because I'm worried about offending or hurting or disappointing or missing out, I ask, does this project or opportunity spark a sense of excitement? Is there a cause attached to it that I believe in? Who are the people involved? Do we connect in a special way? Do I like their energy? Do we share values? Do I, most importantly, have the bandwidth in my schedule to do this project and not feel squeezed for time? This sense of spaciousness is really, really important to me. Asking these questions and then actually getting really uncomfortable when the answers are no and sort of sitting in that discomfort has been my work now. And I have to you know, say no to the actual people that have asked me something that isn't going to work for me at this time you know, saying no to those people is still really hard, but not as hard as it used to be. The more you use the no muscle, the stronger it becomes. Do I disappoint people? Yes, absolutely I do. Sometimes people write to me angrily because they see I've taken on another project, but not theirs. People do not always understand or grant me grace when I have to say no to something. And some people are not afraid to express their hurt to me. But I want to be really clear about this, and this goes for all of us. I am not a commodity who exists to serve others. You are not entitled to me or using my talents or platform just because they exist and you want them. I get to choose what I do or don't do with my time. Those choices are my right, and those choices are your right. Fortunately, most people are gracious and understanding when I have to decline an opportunity. And I often offer an honest explanation to people about why, especially to people I know and have relationships with, but also know that you do not owe anyone an explanation when you have to say no. So that's a bit about simplifying my workload by quitting saying yes to nearly everything, which I used to do pretty much. Let me talk now about some of the other things I've quit, and I'm going to share with you three examples of things that I've quit that have been the most nurturing to my spirit, aside from, you know, quitting work things that were hard or I didn't have time for or didn't resonate. So the first thing is alcohol. So I quit drinking last year after a scary bout with COVID and I was attempting to control inflammation in my body which had flared up after I caught this bad case of the coronavirus. And I had no intention of quitting permanently. About two weeks into not drinking, my fatigue and inflammation lessened considerably and emotionally I felt so amazing that I was almost euphoric. I can only describe the feeling as like free or freedom. I've never been a binge drinker or a super heavy drinker, but I can safely say I drank like one to three glasses of wine with the occasional whiskey every night of the week for almost my entire adult life, at least since I was in my thirties. I was dependent on it to take the edge off any feeling I was having from sadness to anxiety to happiness. And I did not want to have big feelings. I, I was adverse to big feelings, so I numbed them. By the way, Milkshake is downstairs and the male lady must be here because she's throwing a fit. I gave her a toy filled with food before I started recording, but apparently that didn't do much good. Anyhow, for the first couple of months after I quit daily drinking, I allowed a drink on special occasions because I, I actually, you know, as I said, I'd never intended on quitting permanently. I was just trying to cut back, but eventually I just felt so great inside my body and in my mind and my spirit that I made a decision to go completely sober and had my last drink on November 11th, 2022. And this is pretty miraculous for me because I am somebody who loved wine in particular, and you know basically my daily ritual and routine for years and years and years has been drinking wine after a work day and on the weekends, obviously but after I quit on November 11th, I have never looked back. I sleep better, my anxiety is at an all time low, my athletic performance has improved and my resting heart rate has gone way down. My wife of her own accord followed suit in January and we are now happily drinking hot water and NA beers with our dinner and our relationship and our communication has also never been as strong in our entire marriage. Okay, second thing, I also quit food restriction. So I spent most of my adult life limiting one food or another for various reasons, to be thinner, to have better athletic performance, or so I thought, because there's this big lie out there that thinner is better when you're an athlete, it's a total lie, or to help my digestion. And it truly was an exhausting game of control I was playing. I started working with a nutritionist in 2022 to help with properly fueling for my endurance training and events on the bike. And... Discovered I was severely under eating. I stopped restricting foods, gained 10 pounds last year, and now I'm feeling amazing. I'm able to lift heavier weights at the gym. I do strength training twice a week, and my performance on the bike has improved exponentially. My functional threshold power, or FTP, which is, you know, if you don't know what that is, it's like a fitness test, has grown 30 points since I started this journey. I'm also training a lot and really strategically on the bike, but I could not have gotten there without eating more. And finally, I have always been a bit of a homebody, but in the past few years, I think COVID really like highlighted this for me, I have realized that I love being at home. I love my evenings alone or with my wife in my house, doing simple things, watching TV, drawing, reading. And when I do not have evening plans, I feel less stressed during the day. So as a result, I have quit making most evening plans. And when I do make them, because every now and again, I just really want to see a friend and catch up. They're usually early dinners right after work so that I can get home and, you know, settle into my evening and go to bed early. I still do go out on the weekends sometimes and to important events, but mostly you'll find me on my sofa in my TV room covered in a cozy blanket with my iPad on my lap and my dog by my side. And I usually turn off the light upstairs in my bedroom by 9.30 PM. And just recognizing and owning that I'm an introvert who really loves having limited interaction with people much of the time and sort of being in my own intellectual or creative brain for significant parts of the day outside of work is really just like owning that and recognizing that and structuring my life in support of that has just been amazing. In addition to quitting things, I've also been changing the structure of other things in my life to create more ease, including in my business. So for example, I now only work four days a week. I don't work on Fridays anymore. I'm going to extend that schedule option to my employees starting in 2024. I changed my studio setup so it was less cluttered and includes dedicated workspace for each of my types of work so that I can sort of move from each area as I need it. So drawing one area, painting collage another, and computer work another. And I also say no to unnecessary meetings, or I really have gotten good at questioning whether a meeting is necessary because you'd be surprised, I spend a lot of time in meetings, and it gets in the way of my creative flow and my work time. I'm also really lucky to employ two women who understand that the success of this business relies not on me working myself to exhaustion and doing like all the things, but on me being a less stressed, happier, more creative person. I can truly say I am a better boss and colleague when I am not feeling stressed and tired. And the difference in how I feel and show up in the workplace this year versus the last 10 years is significant. And I am working on extending to them the same ease at work that will make their lives more flexible and happier. And for the record, I've been thinking about and working towards this moment for years. I have been trying to make these changes since 2016, when I sort of like had a little bit of an emotional breakdown. And in a way, I have been slowly making these changes, or at least slowly shifting my mindset to the point where I was no longer afraid to make these changes. I've been working with a coach Nina Kaufman for the last two and a half years, and she's been instrumental in helping me to get here. It took a lot of emotional work, connecting with my core values, and letting go of old beliefs about who I am and why I'm here. Because to be clear, I was scared to change. I was afraid my business would fail if I stopped hustling, or that I would become irrelevant or lose my sense of self. My work... And the way I did it had become my whole identity, truly. But as I've said before, and I truly believe, better to be irrelevant than stressed, unhappy, and anxious. And I mean that. I now fill my time when I am not working, and I still work long days on Monday through Thursday on really amazing projects. But when I'm not working, I spend a lot of time on my bicycle, training, and getting stronger and faster on my bike and enjoying my time with my cycling friends, taking walks, cooking yummy meals, one of my favorite things to do, eating those meals more slowly because I'm not rushing, reading equally delicious books, spending time with my sister, giggling with my employees, and really connecting with my friends. On that note, I'd like to say goodbye from this podcast space. Thank you to everyone who has lifted me up over the years and who has listened over the past two years and shared and supported this little endeavor of mine. It's been an absolute pleasure and something that I have zero regrets about. I'd also like to thank all of the guests I've had over the years for their contributions to the podcast. I have interviewed some truly inspiring humans. My podcast editor, Gabe, has been amazing. He like sometimes gets these podcasts at the 11th hour and cranks out the edits and gets them back to me in time to post. And he's been just really, really wonderful to work with over the last two years. Anyone who is new here, uh, there are 40 other episodes to start with. And I recommend starting with episode one, which is my story and can give you a bit of context and background about like how I became an artist and just a lot more about who I am and why I'm here. I also teach classes for artists on my teaching platform called the Lisa Congdon Sessions, which you can find on my website, and I release new classes all the time. And actually, you can watch existing classes that have already been recorded. And I am a somewhat regular poster over on Instagram. I used to be a majorly regular poster, but now I don't post as much just to give myself some spaciousness. And you can find me there at Lisa Congdon. Thank you for being here, and may we all find a way to live with more freedom and ease. Thank you. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Editing of this podcast by the amazing Gabe Garber. Thanks to Nick Lambert for the original music, and to my amazing team at the Coloop Podcast Network. Please subscribe to the Lisa Congdon Sessions on Apple Podcasts, and if you enjoy what you hear, leave me a review. You can follow me on social media at Lisa Congdon and at the Lisa Congdon Sessions. I hope you'll join me for future episodes. Have a magical day, everyone.